where nobody knows your name is recorded in front of nobody. Hello and welcome to Where Nobody Knows Your Name, a Cheers podcast. Today we're going to be talking about Season 7, Episode 8, Jumping Jerks. I'm John. And I am James. Lots of J's to kick off this episode. (laughs) Maybe, Maybe by the episode we'll become the Jumping Jerks. Let's see. This episode was released on the 22nd of December, 1988. Not particularly Christmassy, though. Mm, no. <laughs> I'm trying to think of any connection to Christmas, and I can't. <laughs> Written by Ken Levine and David Isaacs, and uh, of course directed by James Burroughs. I tell you what, James, I think this is an episode we're going to be able to dive into. We're doing a pun count again, are we? I mean, you've won. There's... We, don't, we don't have to count. Them. We don't have to count. <laughs> but it's a fun one. It's definitely a fun one. It's a fun one, and... I find it notable that it's vaguely sports related. They do regard the the jumping as a sport later on. So yeah, definitely. An interesting episode. It's an episode where you can tell their budget went up. (laughs) That's all I got to say. I don't know when exactly it happened, but I think it was after Rebecca joined a huge amount of viewers. I think it's either season seven or season six was the top was the first time they were the top-rated um, season among TV. And mm. their budget was, yeah, huge increase, as this episode <laughs> evidences. And uh, with that budget, I think the writers and James Burroughs directing, they get a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, but we get a familiar setting where we start, and that's in our cold open. Quite a sort of mundane sequence of Sam and Rebecca going through a suggestion box, which has been left in cheers. Yeah, which is, you know, nice nice enough. Of course, if you have any suggestions for us, you can leave them on, on Patreon, you know. We'd be grateful to hear them, you know, got a little tip box as well. You know, it's, uh, yeah, we, we always want to do something for the fans. I think that's kind of the mindset that Rebecca has with this. She's very, very sort of, I guess, customer focused. So she wants to get some suggestions to make the bar the best it can be. First suggestion, James, cheer should have a happy hour. Which, <laughs> that sounds nice, but it's illegal, John. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not okay. Cheers should serve hot hors d'oeuvres, conflict with Malvos. Of course. Yeah. And then the last last suggestion, we'll put the clip in. The thing I like best about Cheers is the sense of warmth and affection I get from the employees, especially the manager who seems to be a generous, open-hearted woman. Did you hear that? The manager. In fact, the only thing needed to complete the loving family feeling of this bar would be if the manager made the naked pretzel with the bartender. Who could have written that? I I, I don't know, but my first thought is, have you ever seen a pretzel wear clothes? Uh, no. No, neither have I. So it's a a weird phrase, isn't it? It's a pun, James. I think it's it's called a pun. It's it's, it's, it's (laughs) at most wordplay. I don't think it's quite a pun, but it is is wordplay. Maybe an old metaphor? Simile? Symbolism. Perhaps. (laughs) Perhaps. <laughs> Sam's took advantage of the suggestion box and clearly put his own one in because he's uh, a bit pestering, always. I'll tell you what, I abuse suggestion boxes. We had a suggestion box at work once and I wrote the phrase cheese and wine in as many languages as I could think of. I think I got up to six before I gave up. <laughs> <laughs> that explains all the cheese and wine that we had. <laughs> Complimentary. So six people wrote cheese and wine. We don't know... Who wrote it in Portuguese, but... (laughs) (laughs) And that brings us on to sort of the main part of this episode, which is the gang come into the the bar. 
featuring Woody as a patron this time as well. Yeah, which is interesting. I don't think we've ever seen this before, other than his first appearance. Hmm. Well, he asks Norm what's good here. <laughs> <laughs> but they've come from quite a classic Cheers outing, I'd say, which is they've just watched The Magnificent Seven. Yes, they're even humming the theme, which has mm. been stuck in my head ever since I watched this episode <laughs> to make notes. And it's something which has been in Cheers a few times, really. This idea of them loving uh, Western films, particularly The Magnificent Seven. They get called up a little bit on it, saying, have you watched the same film again kind of thing, you know? And it gets them thinking about... The Old West. The (laughs) (laughs) It gets them thinking about how they uh, maybe are a bit comfortable. They haven't went out in their comfort zones for a while. Yeah, but the comfort zone's comfortable, John. That's why it's called the comfort zone. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know. (laughs) I know. Sometimes you get too comfortable, James. (laughs) Perhaps, but, you know, if it was a beanbag or, or, you know, a splintered wicker chair, I know which I'd go for. They go on to say that there's no opportunity for three independent hombres like themselves to stare deaf in the face and conquer it on their own terms. And they have quite a big, big sort of bravado about this. They do. And it's an odd one because there have been a couple of episodes where they come up with these grand ideas and the end result is that they don't like it. You know, I, I like the fact that they're still considering it, but... It's going to end badly, is, is all I'm saying. This is the thing, they're, they're quite boastful and quite loud about how they want to be challenged by life. And there's another bar patron who sat there kind of quietly and then just goes, how about skydiving? But he says, I teach skydiving. I can take you skydiving. They ignore him for a bit. What about skydiving? I think there'd be some thrilling, dangerous endeavor we could try, you know? Why don't you try skydiving? Yeah, everything's just too darn safe in this world. <laughs> <laughs> I teach skydiving, I'd take you up any time. Yeah, I got an idea. What about skydiving? You mean actually jumping off an airplane, Woody? It ain't that bad. I've seen a lot of movies of guys skydiving. They're just floating in the air. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're just floating in the air, but the Earth is hurtling upwards at 100 miles an hour. <laughs> guys, take it from someone who's done it well over 2,000 times. You'll never get over the thrill of letting go of that plane and falling through space. You'll never feel such freedom in your life. Who the hell are you? (laughs) And then they kind of decide that they'll do it, you know? They're going to get a bit of an adventure. Yeah, flying without wings is soaring through the sky with the greatest of ease. He very much talks about freedom, for lack of a better word, that comes from hurling towards the earth at the speed of gravity. Bob speaks. Uh, do you know what I'd say about Bob? He's a decent guy. A decent guy. I mean, you're the only one trying to make puns in this. I don't... <laughs> I make them for me, James. I this, that was a good one. That was a good one. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is a decent guy. He's an opportunist. He's a prophetist. Don't know if that's a word. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think he is fundamentally a, a nice guy. But yeah, he's he's clearly in it for the business, isn't he? But then I do also kind of feel like he's heard he's heard, hearing these people saying that they want something new. And he's kind of there going, I, I do this. This is a pretty safe thing you can do. I'll take you out. You can go and, and jump. But then when they sort of back down, he says, oh, I didn't know you guys were just blowing smoke. But if you're serious, we could do it in the morning. <laughs> go through a brief orientation. Have you jumping out on a plane by noon? Imagine the first person 
to suggest skydiving as a kind of <laughs> recreational activity. I think the first, I mean, I was about to say the first person who ever bungee jumped must have had a lot of faith as well. Yeah. Like uh, skydiving, obviously, it's a thing they did in the in the military, but as a recreational activity, it's quite odd. Would you ever, would you ever go skydiving, James? I don't know. But as a child, I, I, I didn't have a fear of heights. I was fine with being up high. I had a fear of falling. And because of that skydiving, I'd have an issue with. Yeah, I don't think I'd be a fan of it. But my cousin has gone skydiving, but I think she was strapped to the instructor. Well, yeah, I was going to say this. I don't feel like they just let you go out by yourself with a parachute anymore. Yeah, I think what they do is you'll go down with me, I'll pull it because of legal reasons. Yeah, yeah they, they strap you to someone who knows what they're doing. Yeah, um, imagine the fatality rates if they just let anyone jump out of a plane. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like my response to skydiving would be quite similar to the gangs. And that's pretty much the next scene we see. Uh, you said the budget's gone up, James. They've got a plane set. Cliff, Norm and uh, Woody are sort of all sat down in the plane in their uh, skydiving get-up, waiting to jump. Do you think they just borrowed it from wings? I, I think it's the opposite, James. I think, I think they built this and then went, oh, we've got this plane. What should we do with it now? We can make a TV show about... <laughs> about- about pilots get our money's worth (laughs) we'll just do a six part series it'll be fine you know yeah we'll do six and out you know it'll be fine (laughs) you want another you want six more seasons I guess we have to figure out what (laughs) anyway we did we've done a bonus episode on wings listen to it (laughs) (laughs) but uh, the gang seemed pretty scared lined up they look a bit like the wiggles I thought do you know the wiggles the wiggles (laughs) Oh, that's that's a yeah, that's a uh, flashback. Yeah, (laughs) I remember the wheels. They've all got uh, their 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 bright primary color jumpsuits on. They have a bit of a debate because they're all a little bit scared, as you would be when you know you're not strapped to a professional. When someone's just gone, see this plane? Out you go. (laughs) You'd be fine. Uh, They're trying to decide who should go first. None of them want to go first. They they don't want to be called chickens. That's kind of what it boils down to, I think. Oh, yeah, because chickens can't fly. Um, you, they'd much rather be called a, uh, <laughs> a goose or a seagull. Uh, or a drake. Yeah? Yeah, see? I know he left episodes ago, but, I, you know, his name's, <laughs> his name's still a type of bird, and I'll keep referencing it. They are cowardly. Well, not cowardly. That sounds like they are reluctant to jump out of a plane by themselves, as as I would be too, as you would be too, John. You know, I think it's fair that they go, you know what? Let's not do this. Bob here clearly knows what he's doing. Leave it. To, why don't we leave it to Bob? Well, they say, um, uh, Bob, you don't think we're chickens, do you? And he says, no, don't be silly. It's, it's no disgrace. It happens all the time. And, and then he says, it's always been ladies in the past. You guys are the first. Uh, which Norm has good comeback. Norm goes, you hear that, guys? We're trailblazers. Yeah, she's right. <laughs> I agree with Norm. They hatch this sort of plan that they are going to lie through their teeth. If anyone asks, they're just going to lie. They say they did the jump. It's all good. They had a great time. Thanks for asking. Goodbye. They, they keep it simple. <laughs> keep it believable, I think, is the line. There's one hitch in this, James. Which is? Woody can't lie. He's too honest. Woody cleverly knows that they can't lie. So what he does is he just doesn't say anything. When they're back at the bar, the idea of keep it keep it simple and believable goes out the window because Cliff starts 
embellishing. If I would any instructor said they'd never seen a first timer do a triple backward somersault, man. <laughs> and square right out of bullseye. Carla knows what he can't lie. And her way of finding out, because she doesn't believe Cliff or Norm. So she goes straight to Woody and says, Woody, did you do it? Kind of thing. Woody, uh, knowing he can't lie, has very quick, concise, simple, and believable answers. We went up in the plane, I remember, because I was there. Yeah? We were very high, and, and we looked down. I mentioned we were in the plane? Yeah. And the people looked like ants, only the kind of ants you can hardly see. Woody, like did the... you jump? Yes, I jumped the parachute open, I landed. It was all very simple and believable. But amongst sort of Carla's doubt, after Woody says this, she goes, yeah, it did happen, I believe, Woody. Woody never lies, which I think makes Woody feel even worse, to be honest. Yeah, you're kind of uh, rubbing salt in the wound there, Carla, because <laughs> because that's what you love to do. You see a lovely open wound and you go, ooh, let's put some salt in that. But with, with this belief that they've done it, Sam gets a bit invested and says he'd like to go out and do it. Sounds like a great experience and he'd like to do it himself. I believe Sam would do it though. Sam seems a lot more adventurous than the others. Yeah, so he, he asks them if uh, he can come along. I suppose he, he's done a lot of sailing and all, all these kind of things. He's mastered the seas, not the airs yet, not the sky. <laughs> the, the airs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the great airs, you know. This, yeah, the seven, seven seas and sky. <laughs> In the bar, when Sam asks to join them, they have this little bit of a sidebar. Woody, Norm and Cliff. And Woody says, you know what, I'm going to go and do it because then at least if I do it, it means I haven't lied. And they go, what if we don't do it? And Woody goes, then I tell the truth and I'd say you didn't do it because I'm not going to lie. They, they all go under the pretense that they've already done it before and they take Sam along for the next flight. Yes. It's a great scene because they all know it's dangerous. They all know it's a risk. But for Sam, it has quite a existential purpose, you know, and uh, they're all there. They're all going, well, who should go first? And they go, well, and Norm goes, hey, Cliff, I went first last time. <laughs> really, I think they should have just told Woody to go first because Woody's the, Woody's the only one who knows the full truth yet still wants to. Mm. Sam figures out that they were all lying. They were, they were <laughs> all giving complete fabrications and he goes i don't believe you guys and then he has a moment doesn't he john he also says uh, so you come back to the bar and you lie and you stir up everybody's imaginations to the point where you get me up here and, and that's when he has his moment and talks a, a little bit about his days playing baseball you know something i'm gonna do it anyway not often you get a second chance in life what, what are you talking about there's this night when i was playing in tiger stadium towards the end of my career I've been on the bottle for a while, and the coach hadn't been using me. But this was going to be a big game, so I decided I wouldn't have a drink all day long. I was dying, but I, I knew this would be my last chance to prove myself as a major league pitcher. Sure enough, late innings, the call comes down, send Malone in. I told him that I couldn't play. My arm hurt. I chickened out. I was afraid to go out there. But I turned tail, and I, I slunk back to the locker room. And I've regretted it every day of my life. And I'll tell you something, damn it. I'm not going to let that happen this time. I'm going out there. And after that really heartwarming little story from Sam, he very quickly says... He's going to do it. He's going to jump. Looks out mm. the plane and goes, hmm, no, no, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> and sits back down. 
and he goes, here's our story. And then it cuts to back in the bar. <laughs> they tell us the story that no one really planned it, but they all jumped out at the same time, decided to grab hands and, hands and they formed a four-leaf clover formation. It's possible. It's, <laughs> it's lies, but it's possible. At this point, Rebecca gets, she overhears them boasting about this jump and gets a little bit of a business idea, I guess, that they could jump and hold a banner to promote the business. Yes. I think in theory, it's a good idea. Because what will happen, people aren't going to be, I don't think people will necessarily be like, wow, those guys from Cheers, they're cool, I want to hang out with them. I don't think that will happen. I think what people will do is they'll see a banner on, you know, falling from the sky and they go, huh, Cheers, what's that about? <laughs> <You know? laughs> and huh, they'll go, Cheers. <laughs> yeah, and, and they'll, you know, they'll be like, well, that's definitely different. And they'll go to visit Cheers because of that. They won't be going Cheers being like, I want to have a drink with the guys who jumped out of that plane. No, they'll go to Cheers because they've heard of it. <laughs> it comes off the back of something in the suggestion box that says, you have a really great bar here, but why keep it a secret? Why don't you publicize more? This is the publicizing. So she, she tells Sam uh, that it would be great to get them out there, fly in the banner, film it, but get it on local news. But one hitch is Sam doesn't want to jump out of a plane. Yes, that is a hitch. Yeah. <laughs> but then Rebecca sort of uh, tries to coerce him a little bit into doing it. Through the one way she knows how to get to Sam. She knows that if she emphasizes her attraction to people who choose to do something, then the people will do that thing. Uh, it's basically what she does. She goes, Sam, I'm attracted to people who jump out of planes. And he'll go, well, then I'll jump out of a plane. It's a very simple system. <laughs> and and that's pretty much what drives them all back up there to try and jump again. Woody's got, obviously, his, uh, he's still lying and can't face that. I think that's his motivation still. Woody is very much the moral reason, isn't it? <laughs> like, because the only person he's letting down, really, is himself and the people he cares about. Whereas Sam, he's doing it completely self-serving. Cliff is doing it. I don't really know why. Norm's doing it because he just seems interested. Norm's doing it because he wants to see what it's like more than anything. <laughs> Up they go again. Banner in tow. Yeah, and this time they're all they're all stood up there. And who who has the first jump? Who who jumps out first? I think it's Sam, but I can't remember. Sam goes first, then Woody. Norm takes the plunge afterwards, and then we're left with Cliff. Who almost doesn't do anything. Bob almost turns the flight around, but then you hear... <laughs> That's my engine noise. <laughs> Cliff almost does a sort of, see you in hell, suckers. He thinks the plane's going to go down. That's what motivates him to jump. Uh, turns out it was an elaborate ruse from Bob. It seems like a ruse that they've, they've had to do a few times. <laughs> and the pilot, who has a great pilot's name, and it is a pun. Sky. Otto. Oh, oh! Autopilot. <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, took a leaf out of airplane's book there. In addition to that pilot there with the great punny name, we had J. Kenneth Campbell as obviously the skydiving instructor Bob Speaks. He also appeared in Wonder Woman, Lou Grant, Kennedy, Spencer for Hire, Stop or My Mum Will Shoot, Matlock, Picket Fences, Mars Attacks, Ali McBeal, Melrose Place. Diagnosis Murder, and many more. Thomas Sanders as Otto, the pilot. This is his only film and TV role. Uh, Hugh McGuire as Hugh, and this is Hugh's last episode. 
I think I know why. Do you know why, John? No. Norm really annoyed him with his criticism of Adam's family. So after this episode, <laughs> he's off. Uh, Peter Schreiner is Pete, Philip Pullman as Phil, and Al Rosen is uncredited as Al. Great cast there. But of mm-hmm. course, uh, only the main ones are considering to jump. Out they go with the banner, waving it, you know, and uh, people at home, they go, what do they go, John? How do they respond? I go, oh, that's a lovely, lovely picture of a... Cheers. Cheers? No, it might go there. Have they got happy hour? No? Oh, no, never oh, mind. They might have hot hors d'oeuvres. Oh, they don't. <laughs> Either way, I saw their name. I haven't seen any other bar being advertised. Let's go there. I haven't, haven't seen any other bar jump out of a plane. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> <laughs> I think it was a good, good publicity. It was a good publicity, but it was very much getting the name out. It was, it was kind of sly publicity, wasn't it? It wasn't going, hey, check out our beer. We got the best beer. We got the best cocktails. It's just going, name. It's, a, it's sort of a viral kind viral. of. Viral. Yes, just, exactly. Viral, viral, but before viral was a thing. Don't they use the, the shot of them jumping out of the planes a lot in uh, promo material back in the day? I don't know, because it, it's only a very brief glimpse. Yeah, but I feel like it would have been like, this week on Cheers. As a promo thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah they would have yeah. done, yeah. I don't actually think it was the actors, though, doing it. No, not, not, not like a solo jump. They would have been a stunt team, you know, and they do consider that, don't they? Yeah, stunt team are pricey, though. I think that's what motivates them to jump more than the actual <laughs> idea. Uh, um, yeah, you'd have to be paid a fair whack to, to jump out of a plane for for someone else. Once they get the footage and they, they see it on the TV at the bar, they get a lot of praise. I think it's the praise that they were sort of looking for at the beginning of the episode. Yes, exactly. They've had an adventure, James. They've had a good time. Uh, they have, they've jumped out of a plane, uh, which eventually they enjoyed. Mm. Exhilarating. They're, they're there. Sam's got something else on his mind, though, and so does Woody. And they have this short exchange. Well, I feel good, Sam. This is the greatest I've ever felt in my life. I'm thinking about doing something really crazy. Yeah, me too, Woody. I'm thinking about having sex. Sam, I think we're carrying this male bonding thing a little too far. <laughs> <laughs> and then Sam goes off to try and talk to Rebecca. But this is the last twist of the episode, James. It's uh, Rebecca's got a date with Bob. Which makes me think, did Rebecca know the whole time that they hadn't really jumped? I feel like Bob would have definitely said. <laughs> I think Rebecca had no interest in jumping herself. Mm. Rebecca has an attraction to pilots and things like this. We've established this. I think what Rebecca did was she saw Bob earlier in the episode. She learned that he was a pilot. She has stated in the previous episode that she only dates people who can advance her career. She figured if she could get Bob to advance her career in some way, he'd be worth dating. So she was just trying to find a way to promote cheers, but on the cheap, (laughs) is basically what (laughs) happened. And she figured, ah, Sam can be a pawn in my love games. Sam does say, um, why Bob? He didn't jump out of a plane. But then you go... He, he was the guy who taught you to jump out of a plane. He's jumped out of a plane many times, Sam. Sit I'm down. Pretty, yeah, I'm pretty sure he has. <laughs> if he's never jumped out of a plane and he went, but you lot can. Yeah. But we do find out that Sam also did throw up at 5,000 feet. 
which I'll tell you, gravity. Ooh, like <laughs> I won't go into the full physics of it, but I'm talking backwash is what I'm talking. <laughs> like, yeah, it's not pleasant, you know, hurricane <laughs> time to you. And uh, we end this episode with a little bit of a callback to the Magnificent Seven because uh, that's kind of what this episode's been about. It's been about the, the gang going on a bit of an adventure and coming back and feeling like they've accomplished something at the end of it. I guess with that, we've got some airmail. Oh. Huh. Airmail. <laughs> but as usual, before we open our letters, we have to give a shout out to our norms on Patreon. So this goes out to Treb Curry. If you want that special norm treatment, then check out our Patreon page for that and so much more. When uh, Bob is trying to sort of first coach them out of the plane, he breaks mm. down the process into s- some simple steps. Yeah. What are they? Jump, wait 20 seconds, pull the cord, wait, land. You, you missed out on a vital one. It was stand at the door, count to three, jump, wait 20 seconds, pull the grip cord, no sweat. Oh, you didn't mention see. land. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and I didn't. And I didn't mention the uh, waiting at the door. I just. Hey! <laughs> Could you, can you imagine floating down and being like, "He didn't say how to land." <laughs> I mean, I feel the landing is quite uh, quite self-explanatory. Just you just oh, wait. Oh, you got. You got. I think you got to land sort of quite precisely because you can break your legs, James. Really? Yeah, yeah. I think you got to, like tuck in or something. Maybe maybe one of us will skydive one day. We'll bring back the information. <laughs> With two casts and be like, turns out <laughs> you, you did need to tuck in. Oh. But this is why you go with someone who knows what they're doing. Here's me. I, in my head, I'd be approaching the ground going, do I tuck my legs in? Do I stick them out? Do I land directly on the like heel? Oh, don't land. Ooh. I'd aim for water. <laughs> you know. yeah, it'd be fine. Don't aim for water. <laughs> by the way <laughs> listeners anyway uh, my question what name does Sam give the guys as a group uh, the Wiggles nope. <laughs> the Magnificent Four the <laughs> the uh, the Fab Four no the uh, June Taylor Dancers oh, when they did the little formation in the sky yeah which is not the most masculine of names <sighs> but that's what they call themselves <laughs> I, I said they look like the Wiggles, but what colour jumpsuits do each person have? Yellow, red, and blue. But but who's got what? Okay, uh, Sam's in red. Mm-hmm. Cliff's in yellow. Yeah. Because he's yellow-bellied. Norm's in blue. Yeah. He's um, very close. Woody is in green? Nah, sorry. Nah. <laughs> no Zero points. points. <laughs> <laughs> he was also in yellow. Ah, uh, of course. <laughs> but Cl- Cliff's suit has like uh, some kind of daredevil-esque stripes on it as well. Yeah, on the on the arms. Yeah, and and the legs. <laughs> and, and the legs. <laughs> Final question: here. What is the estimate for hiring a stunt team? It was like something between. T- Three three thousand to four five thousand, no five to seven grand, yeah, or oh, five grand Ooh. roughly, yeah. That's a lot, but for four people, it's not bad. I wouldn't pay it. 
No, you'd, you'd rather jump. I'd rather jump. If you think, they've probably paid three times to get up there. At that point, you would just jump, wouldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> My final question for you, James. Is Carla has a, a somewhat endearing nickname for Woody in this episode. What is it? Somewhat endearing. I don't think it's like the worst nickname she's given someone. I think there's a, a slight softness to it. It's something to do with being from a farm, I guess. Huckleberry or something like this? No. No, she, she calls him Corncob. Yeah, it's not an insult, really. It's just going, you're from a farm. <laughs> I feel like that's kind of a, a, a sweet name. But yeah, I feel like that's that's slightly endearing. I didn't, I, you know, I thought it was quite a nice nickname for him. It is, it is nice. Yeah, I don't mind being compared to food. And I have used food as terms of endearment. Some people are okay with this, some people aren't. <laughs> but corn cob, I think that's fine. I think it's nice because, you know, it's sweet, sweet corn. <laughs> I approve. Well, that's last call at the bar, James. And we've got to decide a cocktail to sort of toast the achievements of uh, the gang this episode. What do you think we should order? I know a B-52 is a type of cocktail, and it's a type of plane, I think. So that sounds delicious, James. What, what, what's in that? Oh, I hope you like dairy. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, coffee, it's a coffee liqueur and um, Bailey's, which is an Irish cream liqueur type of shot here. You can light it on fire if you want. Well, you can light anything on fire if you want, but this one looks really nice when it's on fire. So uh, it's quite nice. I've had a couple of them before. I recommend it. I tell you what, James, I'm definitely going to have that after the jump and not before, or else I might be blowing chunks like uh, Sam did at 5,000 feet. But that sounds great. Lovely dairy <laughs> projectile. But as I said, I think we'll toast the achievements of the gang in this episode. I, I really like the reference back to Magnificent Seven. I hope that never stops. Should we also toast to, to, to Bob? I think he was a good addition. I'd like Bob. And Otto as well. Otto. It's a shame we will never see Otto again in anything. Wow, we've always got the jumping jerks. Thank you for listening to Where Nobody Knows Your Name, a Cheers podcast. Mm-hmm.